Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another TV talk, although this time we're doing a movie talk. That's right. We're talking The Marvels that came out this last past weekend. Uh, I'm going to be talking spoilers, so be on the lookout for that. And yeah, let's, let's just get into it. So this last past weekend, I took my family to see The Marvels. My wife and my daughters, they were all big fans of Captain Marvel. I uh, was not. I like Captain Marvel, the character, thought she was fantastic in Endgame. But the first Captain Marvel movie just never really worked with me. I never really connected with it. The story, I felt, was very convoluted. The CGI and kind of de-ageification that they used on Samuel L. Jackson was extremely distracting, especially because he's, he's like running like an old man, but he looks like young Samuel L. Jackson. But we all know like Samuel L. Jackson in his prime could like move. So anyway, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Overall, I just I wasn't as big of a fan of the movie, but it was fine. It was like a fine Marvel movie. Not the worst, but pretty far from the best. But the Marvels, I was actually looking forward to and have been looking forward to. After all, it's got Miss Marvel, who is one of my favorite new characters in the MCU. It's got a continuation of Monica Rambeau, who we got the chance to get to know, at least in her adult form, on WandaVision. She actually gets a chance to be in her own movie. So I'm very excited to kind of see what, what she would do here. And then, of course, like I said, I liked Captain Marvel in Endgame, and I was really looking forward to seeing what she would be like in the Marvels. But then, as the buildup starts happening, as we get closer and closer to the movie, the reviews start coming out, the early speculation, the fact that all of the, you know, the release schedule for this movie and the way in which they're marketing it is communicating to everybody that basically Disney doesn't have faith in this film. Now, there's a couple days between the movie coming out and me being able to see it, and so the reviews start pouring out, and I start, you know, listening and hearing people are not feeling this. In fact, this movie gets absolutely trashed by every single reviewer I can possibly see. Now, at this point, I've already got my tickets. In fact, you know, my whole family, we're going to be out of town. We needed to fill a night anyway. I'm like, I figure, you know, hey, we're going to eat popcorn. We're going to watch a movie. Even if it's the worst thing ever, eh, it's a good time with the family, right? But here's the thing. The Marvels was delightful. This was a, this was a fun movie. I honestly don't know what is wrong with a lot of reviewers, movie reviewers, and specifically people that focus on the MCU. I don't know what y'all have been watching since Endgame, but we haven't exactly been dealing with like, the best offerings from Marvel in quite some time. I mean, sure, WandaVision, incredible. First season of Loki, incredible. But most of what's been between that and now, pretty subpar. Pretty much like the worst stuff that Marvel has ever put out. With some pretty significant exceptions. Looking at you Far From Home, looking at you Guardians 3. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, for me, unwatchable. Like, I, I've tried to rewatch it after seeing it in the theater, and I actually gave that a fairly decent review at the time, but I really have no interest in going back and rewatching that. Ant-Man, Quantumania, a complete swing and a miss. Just, again, an unwatchable movie when it comes to, like, a second viewing. Wakanda Forever, I know it's very beloved, and it's kind of a cathartic experience for so many people, especially those of us who were really impacted by the loss of Chadwick, but at the same time, as a movie... I don't like going to the movies and feeling sad and depressed. And I kind of felt that throughout that movie. And it's not what I wanted. I, I wanted 
Wakanda Forever to be this huge, like, Shuri glow-up movie. I wanted Ant-Man Quantumania to be this incredible, you know, build-up of, you know, basically the next Thanos in Kang. I hate to say it, but I, I kind of wanted Ant-Man to die in that movie. Not because I dislike the character, but because that increases the emotional stakes of just everything that's going on. And call me crazy, but in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I kind of wanted to spend some more madness in the multiverse. And we only got, like, a few really other worlds that we got to visit. None of those movies really delivered and all of them were kind of lackluster and then, you know, just generally unpolished. So skip ahead to now. The Marvels, it's a ton of fun. Miss Marvel, like I said, one of my absolute favorite characters that they've introduced into the post-in-game MCU. She is just as charming and delightful and fun and energetic and just everything that like the best of what we want humanity to be exists and this young lady. That was true in her own series, and that's true here now. And what I liked about this is that it carried on kind of the way in which she was introduced into the film, brings a lot of that kind of, you know, her visual imagination of her drawing her own cartoons and everything else. That's the way in which she enters into this movie and then transitions into kind of the the bigger world of Saber and Captain Marvel and going to space. You know, all the all the grandiose stuff. She gets pulled into the action because, of course, her her powers are now interconnected with Captain Marvel and with Monica and now whenever they're actively when any two of them or all three of them use their powers at the exact same moment they end up switching places. Now this was really interesting because a lot of the reviews I saw talked about this being super inconsistent and I, I feel like that was coming from people who were just trying to not pay attention to what was going on. It was fairly consistent. They, When two of them use their powers, they switch places. That doesn't mean they can't use their powers. And it doesn't mean that like every single time they use their powers, they're gonna switch places. No, it's when two of them are using their powers at the exact same time, they switch places. It was extremely clear. There was an entire montage of them showing us this. So that was such a weird critique that I saw of this movie. It's dumb. It was a cool way, too, to play around with, you know, the character of Captain Marvel. She has the Superman problem of having too much power, right? And so how do we even put her in a situation where she's a little bit on her toes? It also forces Carol and Monica to actually come face to face. For whatever reason, there's been all this tension between these two characters, at least specifically for Monica. Monica has feelings about the fact that Captain Marvel never came back. And in the midst of a whole bunch of terrible stuff that she saw kept on happening over and over again back on Earth, there's no Captain Marvel. You have this family member, right? This aunt that's supposed to be there for you, that's supposed to look out for you, that's promised to do so. And for your entire life, knowing that there's somebody out there with that much power, with that much ability to come in and actually do something to help you out and just isn't there, that feeling of abandonment makes total sense for Monica to to process. Now, on top of that... We get the opportunity to see that during the blip, when Monica was snapped away, Carol actually came back and she got to spend time with Maria. And I got to imagine Monica's got some feelings about that as well. Carol, on the other hand, of course, is dealing with the fact that she experienced basically an entire sequel to the first Captain Marvel movie that we just totally skipped. And can I tell you something? That was a good move. I'm sorry, but it was. I feel like there is a sequel to Captain Marvel, maybe let's call it Captain Marvel 2, where she goes up and she destroys the supreme intelligence and all this other stuff, and I feel like that movie would have been super boring. I think it would have been very by the numbers and everything else. I think it's way cooler here to just know that she did that, because obviously a ton of time has passed between now and Captain Marvel, and because of the fact that she's done these things, it's crippled these other worlds, and specifically the Kree Empire, and now they're stuck out here, and they're doing terrible things to try to survive, 
and she's been labeled as the annihilator because she literally annihilated their culture and their planet. Now, one another one of the big like criticisms that I've seen come around with the uh, this movie is the villain Darben. I think a fair criticism is the fact that many of you did not remember her name was Darben until I just said that her name is Darben. That's fair that you don't remember that. That's okay. They didn't do a good job establishing, you know, what her name was. But the notion that she is like the worst villain that the MCU has ever had is absolutely preposterous. She's way better than somebody like Malekith, who, frankly, I can't even remember what his motivations were in Thor The Dark World. Or, like, she's the direct successor to Ronan the Accuser, right? Ronan the Accuser. He wants to unleash a thousand years of creed justice on something. I, I can't remember what his deal was. But Darben is very clear. Her planet is without resources. So she's going around and she's ripping holes in space so that she can steal the resources of other planets so that hers can survive. It's an extremely easy and albeit relatively simple motivation for her to be doing what she's doing. But at the same time, it's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Like it is a perfectly fine problem that our heroes need to come together to, to solve. Like, I feel like if you go into this movie, the Marvels expecting Killmonger or Thanos, I, I mean, I just don't even know why you would do that <laughs> like why would you do that like the reality is the marvels doesn't really have like a big message but again that's not necessarily a problem this isn't trying to have a big message attached to it it's just a fun popcorn good time at the movies where heroes to come together to stop the bad guy they end up doing it some sacrifices were made and in the end we all go home happy not to mention we have a couple laps along the way there's a great musical planet on here which was such a fun concept now i get it for whatever reason some of y'all don't like musicals i'm sorry i am not one of y'all i love musicals i know that it's just a fact it's like it's like how cilantro tastes like soap to some people that sounds ridiculous to the rest of us but that's just true so i recognize that there are some people that the moment people start singing in a movie or a television show you turn it off that is to you what essentially like like wrestling is to me. I just, I literally turn it off. I do not care. But musicals? No, I'm here for musicals. Not only that, they literally turned Captain Marvel into an actual Disney princess. That's fantastic. How is that not fantastic? That's hilarious. And then goose cats. They got the baby geese everywhere with... <laughs> <laughs> baby keys they got the kittens going around and swallowing all the saber agents and they're playing freaking memories while this is going on and not just like a clip of memories they do it and the whole thing is a montage played over that entire song oh that's just, just so it's so great it's so much fun i will say at the end of it i was like okay i'm a little worried that now there's a bunch of like you know cat aliens that are gonna be wandering around new york city but uh, my kids were actually telling me there was a free comic book day comic from a couple of years ago where literally this was the situation and i think they said captain marvel and miles morales teamed up to go and like clean up the cats so don't worry the cat they'll be taken care of it, it it'll happen in the end there was a lot of like loose threads and things that were maybe resolved a little too simply right like captain marvel oh you just reignite their son by doing the thing and going binary inside the thing so i didn't i didn't know i could do that and it's like okay that's fine if this was a movie with a message, I would say that Captain Marvel would know that she could do that, but in so doing, she would lose her power and would feel as though she could no longer do good for other people. But acknowledging the depths of how she's harmed this other culture, going and giving up that power as a kind of a superhero form of reparations, I think would actually be something pretty fantastic to explore. But of course, they're not going to do that. And so at the end of the day, this, this, it's, a, it's a movie without a real message. And that's kind of okay, because it was just a fun time. And this is my whole thing. I love movies with a message. I love stories with a message. 
that being said, every once in a while, it's kind of cool to just chill out and watch a fun movie. And that's all this really was, is a fun movie. It's not Loki. Now, Loki's packed with message, and Loki has a ton going on there. And, like, you know, Loki, if you look at Loki and the Marvels, like, like or the finale of Loki and the Marvels coming out on the exact same day, in terms of what they represent from storytelling, completely opposites. They're trying to do two completely different things. And that's okay. Marvel can do that. They can give us a popcorn good time at the movies and a thought-provoking, like, emotionally gut-wrenching television finale. And they can do that at the same day. So yeah, when it all comes down to it, if you look at the Marvels where it kind of falls in the post-in-game, you know, canon, I'd say it's definitely up there with one of the more enjoyable movies that have come out. I'm not saying the best movie. I'm saying the more enjoyable movies. And so I think a lot of people who are reviewing this film and like giving it just these trash reviews, they seem to have as if they were going into this with like holding this up against like the highest standards of the MCU. And I don't know why anybody that saw Captain Marvel or really, again, anything that has come out post Endgame would do that with anything that Marvel's putting out right now. So yeah, I would definitely say go check out the Marvels. It's a lot of fun. Plus, I'm, as I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of Miss Marvel, and I really want her in more, more stuff. That's going to do it for me for today. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts, by the way. Feel free to let me know if you completely disagree with me. That's totally cool. Uh, of course, you can reach out at TV Talk FM on Twitter. And that's going to do it for me for today. But don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.